millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Where did this ferocious determination out there today come from? The media. Every one of them brought us up. This is Paper Talk. The Irish Examiner GAA Podcast. Hello and welcome to another Paper Talk. I'm Larry Ryan, sitting in for Colm O'Connor this morning. He's busy saddling up Ruby and Tommy and the lads for Cheltenham. Um, and we had a preview in Salt Hill of the kind of scenes, jubilant scenes, we should see lots of this week, um, when Limerick ended their eight years of hurt. Could there even be a limit to the unlimited heartbreak? Anthony Daly will be along and he'll tell us. Dale also noted a few controversial incidents in that game between Galway and Limerick. Um, he'll tell us if there might be some longer-term repercussions for some of the players involved. And Dale also watched a strange game in Turles between Tip and Cork. Um, easy enough win for Tip in many ways, but have the Premier lost their ruthless streak? And after that, we'll hear from Mike Quirk, who watched Dublin Kerry on Sunday. Um, in the end, it turned out to be a pretty chastening experience for Kerry's young guns, but is there any light at the end of the tunnel for Eamon Fitz. We'll start with Dalo. Listen, whatever you say about the Limerick class, they're well able to celebrate anyway. Fair play to them. They're not one bit embarrassed about it. They uh, invaded the pitch yesterday after the after the win. I think they were entitled to it after a few years in the uh, in the doldrums down there in 1B. Yeah, Larry, uh, you know, that's, I suppose you can't do anything about it either in a place like Todd Hill, especially because it is easy to get access to the field and... Uh, you know, I suppose if I was John Kiley, I would, uh, would nearly have not liked that bit. You know, I'd be saying, look, no, this we bigger ambitions than this. But yeah. What can you do? What can you do? You know, I mean, I would have mentioned in the Colum but a minor game uh, a couple of years ago, last minute goal and pitching days, it was almost a final coming uh, 10 days later. You know, yeah. And you're trying to ground lads, you know. But, like, look, the corner final game of Clare, why would it be in Clare, Limerick, Derby? There's also one of those coming up in, in June, the last match, which will be absolutely massive for both counties. So you'd wonder. I'm not a big fan of the quarterfinals, I have to say. You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't see why we shouldn't just have semifinals and working around that system. And we may talk more about that in the next week, Colin. But um, look, it's but for Limerick to go to Salt Hill to be, you know, nine points down at one stage, one feet, you know, score down early on, then nine points down at one stage, eight and a half time, and to pull out a win like that was was huge for them, and um, it, will, it will do spades, I'd say, for especially a lot of the younger guys who really are ambitious and, you know, would have played in All-Ireland on 21 win teams, minor teams that were beaten in the finals, and, you know, I'm not getting carried away with them now. I'm a clear man. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'd be nailing my colours fairly to the mask on that. Um, um, I've worked with them for the last few years, but these young lads are ambitious and, you know, I kind of see shades of maybe my own team 20 something years ago, you know, the Jameses and uh, the Brian Lohans of this world. Like, I never thought probably deep down that I'd win anything with Claire, to be honest with you. Yeah. But these guys really did believe, you know, that they, 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 
can't go and finish their career now winning the Munster Championship like so um, I, I just think guys like Barry Murphy Jamie Flanagan you know Peter Casey when he comes back um, you know lots of the guys in the backs I thought Sean Finn was outstanding a cornerback on Conor Whedon yesterday Burns was outstanding uh, Richie English in the other corner you know, so I think these guys have serious ambitions for themselves. So, yeah, I think a vital win in the whole journey of maybe well, where it might, might go. Well, exactly, like the journey. I mean, and, and it's kind of, as, you, as you, I think you pointed out last week as well, like it's important to mark these kind of steps on the journey along the way and not, I know you could, people would say it's only the league and whatever, like, but I mean, it's, it's a bit, it's a step. It's a it's a step, and they were under pressure to actually take that next step, and they and they came up with it on the day, and you'd have to give them credit for that, and they and sure they're they're entitled to enjoy it. Yeah, big big time, Larry. The only thing is, look at straight out now, and I'm, I'm going to be honest. With Limerick, just kind of normal to ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just uh, it's either doom and gloom or it's OTT elation. Yeah, I don't think. John Kiley, Paul Janark, uh, Jimmy Quinty, these boys, I don't think they suffer from any of that. But some of their supporters, and maybe even in the higher elements of Limited, they suffer a bit from that, I think. And uh, we've seen overreactions in the past with managers quitting and, you know, this sort of stuff, and managers being forced to resign. And look at, I just think if they stick, they have an excellent management, I think, you know, lots of counties have, but they do have. And, um, Major coup to get Kinnerk back from Clare. I think, you know, I know he's a Olympic man, but he had huge connections with that Clare team, obviously, with the 321 of Ireland. And uh, I think it was major to getting back. And I, I, I thought his stamp was all over the game yesterday. You know, it was no sign of surrender, nine points down, no, no panic. But look, there will be bumps along the way, Larry. You know, there will be setbacks. And it's how they write those out now and how they deal with them as a county. I think that will be the test of where they can take this. And yes, at the moment, they're no better, no worse than anyone else in Munster. I mean, what a Munster championship we're in for, like, look at Waterford, like, you know, you know, being written off uh, three weeks ago after pulling off two victories now against Clark and Clare. And look, okay, they face into the relegation final. They probably knew that anyway, but they still went out and beat Clare yesterday. So, look at Limerick or no for I'm not getting carried away in Limerick because I you know I walked with them in the big post um, they certainly would have serious him I think is the key thing and if it's left to John Kiley Paul Kinnerk and uh, the background staff to handle it I think everything would be okay but if other people start interfering I think they could be in danger of uh, uh, imploding and uh, yeah. you know no one wants to see that really well as you as you, as you say that there tends to be extremes there and if I mean at nine points down and if they had if they'd produced nothing from there on and just flopped, they, you know, there would have been a lot of doom and gloom maybe uh, yesterday if they hadn't. Um, well, there'd be talk of unrest, Larry, and yeah. and uh, players weren't happy and all this rot talk um, on social media and, you know, you win then and John is to be his knees <laughs> yeah. this morning, but John is level-headed enough to know that he's not that and he's not the other extreme either and it's a work in progress and they're working very hard and, you know, like everybody else though in Munster there's three to come out of Munster and my god there's going to be two big guns gone you know yeah. it's not like other years where you lose the Munster semi-final your first match and you have maybe a couple of handy backdoor games and then you have a major quarterfinal this will be two major teams gone like <laughs> by June and like that is that's not what we're used to really yeah I mean is it, it's looking um, we might as well stay on that subject now while we're at it like it is looking a little bit 
I suppose a little bit unbalanced again the the All Ireland Championship um, the way because I mean none of those monster teams can take any of those matches for granted um, early in the summer. Whereas Galway, Kilkenny, maybe you could say Wexford, I suppose, unless unless Dublin and Offaly produce something that we haven't seen from them so far in the in the next few weeks, there's a little bit of a kind of a skewed look to the to the early summer, anyway, isn't there? If you were to look at it coldly and just say, yeah, like Dublin beat Antrim McCoy and beat Leash yesterday and out in the quarter final, and is that right? And I would have my arguments all that with the league. Mm. But I would think that Dublin are probably coming closer to their team, and I, I would say anything up to five, possibly six of the cooler players will come into that team if they commit. Yeah. That's another day's work. Uh, if they commit, uh, they, they, at least five of them, I'd say, will come into that team. That's a third year team. And I would say Dublin could be a serious enough team in Leinster now, you know. So, and Offaly under under Kevin Martin are a work in progress as well. Uh, now they're a good bit further back than Limerick, I would think, in terms of um, you know where they're at. But um, like, like things are only going to get better with Offaly, I think, because you know there's an there's an belief there that like with with Offaly, isn't there? You know that that it can. You know, well, it doesn't take much for it. Yeah. And Leash and under Tedder, probably hmm. Leash had the better of that, maybe. But somewhere along the way, you, you, you say to yourself that Offaly sort of believed that bit more. You know, that sure. tradition, I suppose, is still fresh enough in their minds. I know it goes back now, possibly to 98. But at the same time, you know, there's lots of lads can recall all Ireland's very easily and, and glory days. And so they might have a chance of coming. But I, I do honestly think that Dublin. You know, not, I suppose it connects to Dublin as well. It connects to the Dublin. It's just it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, look, people know, know, know. Like Sir Owen Hayes hitting 2 4 yesterday, 2019. You know, there is positives. And, and if the Kuda lads come back, you know, with a bit of hunger and willing to say we're going to get our shoulder behind the wheel here and drive it on, they could, they could be a real dark horse in Leinster. Now. Sure. Just go back to South Hill for a minute. Like, what? What was the key for Limerick in that second half comeback? It, was there an element of Galway not having the work put in yet and um, fell away a bit towards the end? Or, or, or how much would you put down to, to Limerick's display? Yeah, look, um, of course there was. Larry. I mean, Limerick were working hard when, when Galway were in holidays. And, you know, that, that toll, that toll, just you, you saw the two subs when they came on, first two touches, two points, Great McCannie and Pat Ryan and... Uh, but what I would say would be that Limerick knew this was a big one, you know. Galway, I think we flagged this up on Saturday, really. That, you know, for Galway, Michal wouldn't be too worried about another year and wouldn't be blood a few more young lads. It's all about, you know, being very competitive now in the All-Ireland, maybe making it back to an All-Ireland final. And well, if he wins back-to-back, sure, I mean, he's in third far in mode. Even if he gets to the final and maybe didn't win it, you know, he's still very strong hand and um, they have good young lads as well coming. So, yeah, I think Limerick's need was greater yesterday and that kind of showed in the end. Now, Limerick won't get away with a first half performance like that, though, uh, against a lot of teams, like against, you know, any of the teams in Munster. Uh, sure. I mean, they shot off the whites, but then you could, you could accuse Galway of the very same second half one point to play, you know, so. Um, you know, very bad return it wasn't and we, we often associate Salt Hill with being really windy and you know one half with the wind one half against it but it wasn't it was, I think it was you know serene enough there yesterday so um, no uh, look uh, 
Limerick left, left probably five or six to come in. You know, it's the like Piercy guys. Daryl Hagerty obviously got injured very early, and to be able to bring someone like Kyle Hayes off the bench who has been injured, but what a, what an impact he made. But like we all know, Hagerty is good enough to be on that team anywhere. You know, backs or forwards. So they have options as well with likes of the Caseys and uh, the Breens and you know these guys to come back. Um, Ronan Lynch, um, these these sort of fellas. So you know, I, I, like they, you couldn't like. John Kylie must be saying that's like, Jesus, this is going to be hard to pick in terms of a panel. Yeah, you know, yeah, because yeah. what he saw yesterday and so he brought on and these guys to come back. I mean, that's that's a great headache to have. Um, but Galway, look at Galway, will improve and maybe maybe Michal might use it to his benefit as well in terms of. You know, that's yeah, them a bit. We, we need a bit of a kick in the behind and look at who stopped us from going up to Division 1A last year was Wexford and now we beat them. Now, whether they're ready for Wexford, I don't, I'm not so sure. I'd nearly be tipping Wexford and Wexford Park for that because um, I thought Wexford superbly conditioned all year. Maybe weren't flat to the match yesterday. So, yeah, I, I, I think Gala could struggle again next Sunday. But uh, the main thing for him is he... He makes it into the final and he, you know, he gets through that door and uh, yeah. Yeah, he'll be looking longer down the road. You know? Just last thing in that game, uh, Delo, there seemed to be a fair bit of an edge to it. Um, a few incidents um, where it spilled over a few times. Um, could, there be, could there be some repercussions for a few players in the, um, in the next week or so? Issued uh, cards on nearly all the incidents. Um, Larry, I don't think there can be repercussions because yeah. Yeah, it yeah. would have been seen to have been dealt with. Um, now, the uh, Adrian Tui one, how Fergal Hogan could call him and say he saw something and not it to be a red card, uh, I think kind of defies and I'm not against Adrian admiring him as a cornerback, but yeah. I mean, you can't do what he did. He, Jack Barry Murphy into the, the, the Soros part of the body and that's where it's for us yeah. males and uh, yeah. he, um, he, like look the incident before half time like I was in the Sunday game yesterday or League Sunday and I mean we went over tape after tape and, and replay after replay to see could we catch something but I mean Dermot Burns got a yellow there was no free for Galway first of all Limerick wound up getting a pint but Jim Burns got a yellow and David Burns got a yellow and we honestly don't know what happened by the time the cameras scanned back to the replay there was a schmazzle taking place and it was very inconclusive except there was a couple of helmets pulled off sure. but from people who were at the game uh, told me anyway that there was strokes uh, yeah. drawn at that stage so look at I, I, I can't comment because I didn't see it myself but of course, yeah. uh, not something like uh, your man now Mr. Wenger yeah yeah <laughs> To be honest, I'm trying to see it. Yeah. Obviously, Jimmy Kerwin was the linesman on that side, and he spoke with Kyle McAllister, who also spoke with the umpires. And two yellows were issued just on the stroke of half time, so I suppose they're in lots of ways off the hook as well. But um, yeah. I'd like to believe there was, was a bit more to it than what we saw. So, unless some footage turns up somewhere, the lads are probably off the hook on that one. <laughs> as you said, yeah. as you said, someone. Joe or balls or one of them will come up the balls lads will be on the case I'd say there alright yeah um, so anyway listen, you, you were just a quick one on the other game there you were you saw the um, the tip corporal as well um, 
lot of wides for Tip. Um, Cor- and, and, and Cork, t- Tip, maybe a habit they're getting into of looking like winning a game handily and letting Cork back into it towards the end and maybe Cork could have snatched the draw. What was your overall impression on the game? Yeah, we, that was the one we watched live now because uh, RT wouldn't, you know, they get exclusive kind of access to that one. So sure. we watched it completely live on, on that two or three big screens with the screen behind the goal and uh, look I thought Tim comprehensively outworked Cork <laughs> how do you wind up only winning a goal like in that situation no huge credit to Nass like I mean the save but the foot was incredible yeah. um, also the save in the first half where he came off his line but you have to say like um, when Billy McCarthy nailed that goal like to the top corner I mean you can put seven or eight, eight points into it I think and uh, like, I mean, not to drive on then and, and give your age-old rivals a good whipping, maybe, when the opportunity was there. It's, it's a fault in this tip team at the moment, and, and it just needs a bit of ruthlessness uh, to be brought into play. Now, we know how good they are. Look, we were all raving about Galway last year, and we know lucky. But I wouldn't say lucky, but how tight it was between themselves and, and tip. So they have the ability, and... Uh, I really think Michael Ryan has gone about his business in a different way this year. You know, he has really tried to unearth a few without, you know. He didn't want to find himself in yesterday's match where he could be in the relegation if he lost it. He probably would have been. Um, and Cork now find himself there. But he certainly, I think he has learned a fair bit, but he still has problems. Certainly at three, I think. Um, and that that is an issue because they have tried three different fullbacks there now. And... Um, you couldn't say and you know, we're hundred percent successful there. I mean, Tazi Hammond looked good early on, kinda of went wrong then the last day for him, James Barry didn't look comfortable. The day he was in there now, I think they might revert to James Barry and say, Look, he did it for us in the past so mm-hmm. um Sean O'Brien yesterday. So yeah, I think that is a that is an issue for them and uh, he's been rotating the goalkeepers as well, but they've all been good to be fair to them, you know. You wouldn't say he's been changing them because one was poor, they've all been solid. Um, so yeah, look at some nice like I mean I still think Cannon and Bubbles fully fit would, would add it add it, you know, what would it add to it to be unreal really. The way Jason Ford's hurling and John McGrath probably at half trotted yesterday, but Bonner looked back to his absolute best yesterday and uh, positives, yes, you'd be saying, let's why are we not just uh, you know, run on top, you know, turn the screw here and don't don't relax and let teams back into it. Yeah, Tip used to be able to uh, turn the screw on teams back in the old days, Dale, when they uh, were on top of um, top of matches. Have we developed some kind of a compassion over the years, maybe, there? We're, we're taking our foot off the pedal. Yeah, as a, as a kind of a, a semi-juvenile player, uh, or making my way out to the senior panel, uh, Mr. Fox and Mr. English and Mr. <laughs> Bonner riddled me several days. Uh, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Laddy, Mr. Aiden Ryan, Mr. Michael Cleary, all those lads. We, so yeah, and it is. Look, it can become a habit, Larry, you know. You just take the foot off the gas and yeah. you need to just nail that because they, they're better than something. Like, they were a nice bit better than Cork yesterday, let's face it. Uh, I thought Caddy getting superb, I thought Hoggy showed a bit of, of old form, I thought Big Cooper worked very hard, um, but, but Cork had issues yesterday and yeah. still, still a goal in it, you know, coming down the stretch. And that wouldn't be, to me, like, you know, if I was all that team, I'd say, Mick, this morning, the same, Jesus, okay, we're in the quarter final now, we've doubled it, and it would be a bit of a test because, you know, Parnell is Parnell. And so he probably be happy enough in that respect, but he will be saying, God, why are we driving at home and we get the chance? 
See, Dale, I think he took so much offence to that beat in 93 that the monster we created, we're, we're afraid to beat anybody again like that. No. <laughs> well, we, we certainly used it, Larry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We have the makings of a cough miner on that lad, Kelly, Mick. What do you think? Huh? He has everything. There's too many notions. It's a fair weather hurler, no guts. It's on match of the day, you ought to be. Did you see him out there today? Jesus Christ, Kelly, look at the stadium. We haven't enough training all week. What's gotten into you, Exams next week. I'm doing a lot of study. <laughs> That's not the story I hear. The other lads have exams too, it doesn't stop them from up. Whatever about the training, there's always the match on Sunday. You'll be up for it, won't you? I don't know. There'll be county selectors there. If you play well, you'll make the minors, you have it in you. If you make the county minors, you won't have to worry about exams. I've put young fellas through my hands. No education to speak of. They sailed into jobs in the bank. I want a bit more effort, lads. Now, we've the betons of this lot. With a bit more effort, we can bet them all the way back to Mitchellstown. But we must be merciless with them. Take no fucking prisoners! Oh, excuse me, Father. If you make more space for ourselves, if you can take your guy out to the wing, right? And you play off him. There'll be more in your line to listen, Kelly. You think it was a camogie match the way you're playing? You're like a young one afraid of getting a ladder and a tight. We're not getting any ball in the forward line. What are we supposed to do? We're losing at midfield. Shut up! I'm in charge here. And if you came up training, maybe you'd get more of the ball. Where is he? You can forget about him! Get out of here, Scotia! There'll be no job in the bank for you! Shut up! I'm going anyway! Right, before we talk to Mike Quirk about Dublin Kerry, let's just hear from the two managers yesterday. Um, I think early in the second half, Dublin really got after us. They punished our mistakes and uh, for whatever reason then we seemed to go into our shell a bit, uh, which was a bit disappointing. Um, but look, they're, they're an outstanding team and we've, uh, we can see where we're at at the moment. We can see where they're at at the moment and there's a, there's a gap there that has to be bridged. You know, like I said, as Dublin do to you, they really punish your mistakes. And I think, you know, early in the second half, we made a couple of costly errors that were really punished. And um, they got life and energy and they just kept going better and better. I think Sean O'Shea and Paul Ganey certainly losing them at halftime was a factor. We lost a bit of impetus and direction up front. Um, but look, we just have to learn from it, we just have to move on and uh, like I said it was a pretty, pretty chastening experience for all of us. Okay. And were you surprised you didn't get Mick Fitzsimons off? Um, surprised um, it's probably an understatement um, we're here at the first night with the Central Heroes Committee meeting and um, we, have to, we have to demonstrate conclusive evidence that his, his fellow was mechanic at three or five stages played and uh, we have footage from, from Air Sports, great footage to, to show conclusively that it wasn't a display. And um, uh, it was, um, was the, we didn't conclusively demonstrate that, which I think for those of us who played the game or who coached the game, understand that the player is going to, you know, is leading in to take a shot, and all the, all the indicators are that he's going to shoot, that you commit yourself to the block. It was a great offload by. by um, uh, Aidan O'Shea uh, at the last moment and Michael was committed with momentum to, to, to the block. Um, 
So that was really, even at the time I thought it was probably free off the overcarry, but that, that, that aside, um, it's a minor point. Um, you know, sure he's great off his left foot, he, he needs to be blocked, Michael can the block, and there's minimal contact, there's no reaction from the male players. You know, Aiden gets up off his feet and plays on, and um, it's, it's, it's deemed that, uh, um, that it was a Catholic Tree offence, and to put you out this one really bizarre, maybe. maybe there's, a, there's a, an objective to sabotage the game again in football. I look at our hurling fraternity, they've kept the physicality in their game, and hurling's a great sport because of it, so we just need to be mindful of that. Right, Mike, we heard there, uh, we heard there from Jim Gavin. Before we got into the match itself, Jim, um, not happy that uh, Michael Fitzsimons' ban was upheld and uh, suggesting they're trying to sanitise Gaelic football. I think we're, we're, we're maybe a little bit off that yet, but uh, what, what did you make of that particular ruling? culture shock for um, for football and, and hurling I suppose to an extent like if if if, if, if there was an assessor who poured through a video after these games I mean there's like it would turn up it would it would turn up dozens of incidents probably where lads would be entitled to suspension though wouldn't it but it might it might a couple of weekends of that and it might clamp it down completely but exactly you know and, and I know you're a huge fan of, of the rugby and, and, and yeah. the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the idea of, 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 of fighting and I'm not like I'm not saying it should be a case of you know, across the board, every every game we have to have a fight. But if there was an opportunity for for managers or for you know for for players to talk to their managers who, who go to somebody and say, listen, there was an incident that we'd like to look at um, because you know it was it was out of order or whatever. And, and whether that be whether that be somebody, you know, and maybe it's just for stuff like where where, where somebody crosses the line where you're talking about maybe maybe a guy is, is after taking a dive and feigning in a injury. Look. My guys have to pick up a yellow here or a black or a red, and, and we'd like you to look at this incident because we think the, the other guy is after taking a dive, or somebody's after you know pulling a sneaky eye goes, or somebody's after hitting somebody in the, in the grind, or whatever it is. If there's a couple of these, you know, just just kind of heinous kind of crimes that you'd like to get a look at, then you should have the opportunity, I think, respectively, to go and and, and ban somebody for for something like that, you know. Uh, but it's look, I, I know that, that very few people are probably agree with that. that Yeah, and I suppose then if you if you did start this, there might be a manpower issue, I suppose, for starters with all the instances we have. But like there might uh, 
be a question of punishing the, the, the teams who are on the TV then rather than and meanwhile it, it carries on in the lower leagues I suppose and, and they will be getting away with it I suppose to an extent you're going Onto the match itself, um, chastening, I suppose, is the word we, we've seen a few times this morning uh, with regard to Kerry. What's the what's the mood like in Kerry after that one? Sure, and meanwhile the, the, the good news piles up, I suppose, for Dublin. Um, uh, Michael Dara back as well and with another fine performance yesterday. I mean, is there any end to the kind of riches that they, they have at their disposal? point actually um, Mike they've, they've, they've decommissioned the whole idea of the savage hunger it's, it's, it's uh, which still is the only yeah. thing which, which still is what wins hurling our Ireland for you but, but football it's um, it's been taken out of the game yeah
It was like you always, this whole notion of, oh, you'd be one or two percent off and you've satisfied that, that real thirst for, you know, that mad drive to check. But it's gone, like, you know, like nobody talks about Kenny Moore with Dublin because they just have found this way and, and whatever culture they've, they've developed inside there in their own, in their own squad and in, in what they do, that they just don't, that doesn't matter to them anymore. What they did last year or the week before is, is irrelevant and, and they just keep driving on and, and, and keep pushing the, the boundaries of their own kind of performance. And, and like that's the greatest people can, you know, I know and, and everybody knows about the disparity with the, the you know, game development funding and, and obviously that is going to have to be addressed urgently and, and there's going to have to be more of a, a giving up of, of the wealth of Cork Park and, and everybody accepts that and they have got a, an advantage in that, in that sense. But at the same time, like what what Jim Gavin and what what they've done in terms of you know not not being satisfied with the, with with what they've achieved, you know that that's something that's remarkable, like from Dublin, and it's it's, uh, it's probably something that doesn't get enough enough credit at times. Is that is that the one major advantage though, of having so many players basically available to them that? It ultimately keeps everybody on their toes. You, you can't afford a bad twenty minutes, not to mind a bad game, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's, I, 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 I mean, you still, you still have the same core guys. You know, you still have an awful lot. Like Michael Dara is a prime example. I mean, like he, he's a guy that could have easily packed it in there two years ago, or, or, or even longer. You know, since his body, he picked up injuries. He was, he was starting to, to look like he wasn't going to be any kind of a factor. But he kind of hung in there and kept that and kept that as low. And now he's after finding farm again. He looks, Jesus, he looked as as, as dynamic as, as as he ever did yesterday. Um, you know, yeah. playing that game. And I mean, like you know, Dennis Bastic was there. And he was serving a role. Like you still have the same kind of core guys, like Johnny Cooper and Philly McMahon and you know James McCarthy. Like they're all still there. like all those kinds of five five all Ireland medals in their back pocket at this stage. And and you're saying. Well, like, what's, what's still driving him? Jim McCarthy knows that he can he can take an off day. He's still going to start the next day. He, he's that good. Yeah. But he doesn't. He doesn't take an off day. Um, and it's just it's it's an incredible consistency that they've found, and, and it's something that's that's really unique to 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 Gaelic football in particular because it was never the case before that a team. You know, obviously, you know, you carry a team in the eighties, and, and and that team obviously won four in a row and went up with another three, but. Outside of that, there hasn't been this idea in the GA circles where a team can just keep going to the well repeatedly and that there would be no diminishing of their of their performance, but they've, they've somehow managed that. Finally then, uh, Mike, what what positives would you take out of Kerry? I mean, they look they look good and quite competitive in the first half and um, Clifford and O'Shea did well. Um, would that be the main bright spots? Yeah, I mean, yeah, and you're reaching, like, you know, you're, you're, you're searching, you know, you could have taken Paul Gaining in another day, you know, kicked in that goal. Sean yeah. O'Shea, nearly nine other days out of ten, would have scored the goal opportunity he had. And then maybe you go in at half time and you're a couple of points up. But, you know, it's a, it's a slightly different scenario. You know, I, don't, I, I don't think, you know, the way Dublin just went through the gears at the start of, the, of, the, of that second half and, and the way it just absolutely. I mean, it was like it was like you were watching nearly a championship game for a while, you know, where where that Linford team pushes and makes it hard and difficult and, and, and competitive and then eventually it's just sort of inevitable that Dublin would just overpower you and run through you and, and start getting the goals and, and even the way they just kept the ball and, and were so patient for them, it was, it was, you know, from Kerry's point of view, it was, it was desperately humbling and, um, and you're just kind of saying, okay, like, 
surely, you know, the next time David Clifford and Sean O'Shea and even the likes of Kevin McCarthy, these guys who, who don't have a huge respect of, of experience in playing against some of them quarterbacks. There's a lot of those guys, Brian O'Bilkey and Jason Foley. You know, some of these guys lost their first ever game and caught back yesterday. Um, you know, so it's a new experience for those guys going up there and actually losing in that stadium. But, and, and it's just something, I, I suppose, it's, a, it's going to be a long path for them, but it's something that they just got to experience and, and, and try to and that's all we have for you this week thanks again to Anthony Daly and Mike Quirk um, you can catch us on SoundCloud on iTunes or on irishexaminer.com slash paper talk to you next week Cork are out of the championship where did this ferocious determination out there today come from the media every one of them wrote us off there was a statement in the Cork Examiner last Saturday or last Friday that there are four men on the Limerick team that would be afraid to go into a dark room. There's the answer today to those, those four men gave and, and you're that hurt by those remarks? And certainly I'm hurt. And the players were more hurt. And they're the ones who, got, who were insulted this week. And they proved it today that they have this. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.